0: Who wants to be in America Slash Bit with Abraham Lincoln? Louisiana Purchase—that's a name.
1: You need to really get off my balls, okay? I'm gonna kick your ass.
0: Also, why was my
2: Episode 272 of Y'all Get Here Podcast. I'll be your host today, Patrick. And joining me today are my two catastrophic co-hosts.
0: Big yeah. shitty plop cult. Big plops of shit. Big stinky plop plops.
2: Uh, cursed Wenzel. Yeah, it's pretty cursed, all right. Either covered in Dookie or covered in dangerous incantations and scripts.
0: Yep. Yeah. Are you covered in poop or curses, Pat? Um, what if I
2: told you I'm covered in cursed poops? Oh no, that's bad. I mean, look, we all, we, we all made choices and I made the choice to punch open a sacred tunnel and crawl around inside. It turns out it wasn't really that sacred. It was just a drainage pipe. Ah. I was about to say, like... Did you just go into somebody, someone's sewer system? It, it was, it was a sacred drainage pipe. Oh yeah, okay. Even, even the holiest of holies has to drop a, a couple of turds every once in a while. Man, that really fits into what we're talking about. Yeah. It is very apropos. Strangely, more, how that works more so with the
1: first movie than the second. Actually, that's really bizarre. Yeah, we'll, like, we'll have to
2: rewatch the second one to watch for uh, any poops, but. Um, it's summertime, and there's a couple of scary movies that have been uh, making their rounds lately. It's up to us to give the official declarative opinions on these films. Of course, you know we set the standards uh, for horror movies now. Stop worrying about it. Yeah, and Wendell's definitely not blowing off uh, the statue of a man. Yeah, death
1: Deathstroke. Just... Oh yeah, blowing off Deathstroke. Come on, it sets Gross. itself off.
2: Anyway, yeah. Yeah, easy over there. So the two movies we talking about today is Mad God and Incantation, both streaming currently. Mad God on Shudder, a horror streaming service, and Incantation on Netflix. A uh, terrible... Bully dying streaming service.
0: <laughs> I mean, they're dying in the sense that they I mean, they're are making, dumb- making more and more live actions of anime. They're not
1: dying, but they're making stupid decisions.
0: Yeah, but, uh, yeah I don't know. Why yeah. the fuck do they make a live action hawk show? Why would they cut their animation department? What the fuck? Do you not, do you not remember? Like, I watched the first two episodes of Resident Evil. I know it's not anime. Uh, I enjoyed the first episode. I think they're fun, they're a little cheesy. Uh, but then I've seen some videos online of uh, some further in quotes. I'm like, mm, I'm not sure if I want to continue watching. Wait, what show? Resident Evil 2022 uh, oh. just came out. Uh, there's a scene where one of the characters has a dance party to a popular pop song. I can't remember. It looks so fucking bad. But do they not remember the... Uh, I'm a male and I'm black, so kind of is black male. From Cowboy Bebop.
1: <laughs> what the fuck? I don't remember that. I brought it up on the podcast. No, I'm sure, but like that—that that, that that does sound familiar. I left my mind. Um, yeah. Jesus Christ! I mean, like they had that whole fucking thing about being careful about their budgets and working on you know one or two movies that are like going to do really well really good and then they're like let's make more live action anime adaptions
2: but, but listen guys going to the movie theaters is elitist the rooster brothers said it themselves all right all right all right we, we, we have to sit at home you know and be and you know be within our class conscious movie watching area and watch the gray man that from the comfort of our couches
0: I will be watching that movie instantly As soon as it comes out Oh yeah Yeah Okay well we're not talking
1: about Fucking Netflix being a Pile of shit We're gonna be talking about The piles of shit That are in Mad God
2: Yeah cause there was a There's a lot of doo doo in this
0: movie So much poopy A lot of stinky Just big plops Big eldritch uh, Stinky turds That's where I come from <sighs> I wouldn't even say Eldritch. I would just say,
2: like, some fucking mad, stupid poops. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, what a watch. Because for reference, the the whole gang got together um, last night to watch these two movies for Wenzel's belated birthday. And, you know, we thought, you know, watching a movie that was just filled to the brim with just liquid, hunky shits after just chowing down on chicken tenders (laughs) was the smartest move to make. I, you know, like,
1: because, like, all the reviews talk about how much poop's in there, and I'm just like, there can't possibly be that much poop. We'll be fine. I mean, we were fine, but my God, there was, like, from beginning to end, it was just nothing but poop. Like... You know, when I think about... I would have never gotten that from the trailer we originally. I originally watched for Mad God.
2: Yeah. <laughs> see, I, see I, I appreciate a trailer that saved stuff for the actual experience. They don't give it all away. They didn't give a single drop of shit no. in those trailers. Uh, they
0: did not. They did it. That is fucking true. It looked gritty and dark, but there was no poopy. There was no poopy.
2: <laughs> but how I mean like, uh, w- w- like we're on the poop bit because of haha funny but go in knowing there's gonna be a lot of poo poo in there's this movie there's so and, much fucking but feces there's, there's a lot more besides the poo poo but that's just like that's, that's what gets people to the dance
0: yeah. and yeah. then
2: <laughs> it's all the other nightmarish hellish images in the movie that just keeps you there rooted to your oh, seat yeah yeah no uh, we saw
0: ball titties
2: yeah, just like swinging pendulous balls with like open sores that look like nipples. They look like nipples. Yeah, it was so
1: fucking disgusting. What the fuck?
0: This movie. I loved it so much. I know it sounds like we're saying it's shitty, but I mean, no, is, we're, we're not. It is shitty. There,
1: there's so but much, but it's not. We're not shitty. kidding with how much poop there's in this movie. Like so, like like Pat said, we did this for my <laughs> for my birthday, and um, I like again had no idea too because like it was it was so funny because whenever mad god released on shutter like i we were gonna watch movies for my birthday and pat was just like begging hoping we we uh we didn't watch mad god i was like just you know you could have just said something like so we saved it and then like you know hearing all the fucking reviews about like there's so much poop and, I, I, like, I can't stress enough how much fucking poop there is in this movie, but goddamn, is it pretty. Yeah, it's <laughs> Not absolutely, the poop. Uh, <laughs> uh,
2: well, I mean... I it's, mean, it's beautiful in a uh, disgusting way. Yeah. It, because the yeah. whole film is... Well, I would say a majority of the film is stop motion with, like, mixed media with, like, so you have live action in there, like... Integrated into the, the the stop motion with like real human actors or like human stand-ins for like more intricate um, close-ups and like toward the end of the movie, this less very dreamlike and sort of just weird mixed mixed media for the for the latter part. But it is such a visually dense movie. It's it's almost two decades into making. Yeah, no, oh, it was uh
1: it was crazy. It was originally released into uh, chunks that. He would upload until finally, um, he was able to make it, put it all together into one film. And, uh, it came out last year, um, you know, in select places. And so e- ever since we saw the trailer, I was like, man, I really want to fucking see this movie. And then when it got finally announced for Shutter, I was like, fuck yes. Like this has been one of most, like I would say one of my most, um, hyped up movies for 2021 and uh, 2022, um, really want to see it and i'm finally glad we did because i mean it really i mean it, it really paid off it like i've been i guess uh, colt said this last night kind of scratched itch that you didn't know like was there i guess like yeah. with like stop motion like uh i've been wanting some good stop motion animation for a long time i guess and uh the only other one i would i would say is akin to that would be the wolf house i recommend that too but um yeah no, it was uh it was great, and uh, I like your review, Pat, where you called it the adult version of a uh, I Spy.
2: I mean, it is, if, if y'all remember it, those children's books called I Spy, it was, like, basically it's these two-page spreads of just, like, little assemblages, was like, little bitty, like, toys and figures and, like, blocks, and just, like, in this giant panoramic picture that you're like, oh, look for these three things. You take your time and look for them, but also you'd be looking across just... It's like, you know, a Where's Waldo type of thing where you're just sort of scanning over the entire pages looking for like all the little like stories and scenes and just little bits. And that's what, you know, you give to a kid back in the day. Just like let them just like, wow, marvel at, you know, the intricacy of these images. And that's exactly what this is. I wanted to stop every time it changed scene to just be like, hold on, let me just look at everything
1: <laughs> for real. Like, cause I mean, I was sitting there and Cole was too. We were just sitting there like pointing out stuff like, Hey, I know that. Or I know that because, because having been around my dad and growing up again with like the model in this uh, models, plastic models, um, hobby, uh, there were so many like kits like in their fully built kits that Phil Tipp is the director or maybe somebody he got on his crew built included it in the set that i thought was like damn that's really cool like because i like i said i recognize so much and um it it was like it was like i don't know it was um i'm trying to think i'd describe it i mean it's really like an i spy kids book where i was like hey there's um fucking oh man it's this type of um model series plastic model society where um i don't know why i said plastic model society that's a (laughs) that's a group that we, uh, me and my dad we go to their convention but uh, no there's a kit, there's like these kits um, they're like retro World War Two. if they were mechs kind of they're, they're implemented in like the background and like at first you think like oh well maybe Phil Tippett just got these to be like random you know decorations and I mean he did for the most part but I think I like to think that like it's kind of in a way of like a built up of like human like culture because he all like not only that he had like several different like toys and figurines and statues of like different deities and gods and different like culture characters like i saw the fucking i think a creature from the argonauts that you know that if you remember that very old film like i saw that like saw
0: cookie jar
1: cookie jar like all these different just Things, these objects, and I think it's just like kind of like an accumulation, a build-up of all of our all of our
2: shit, basically. <laughs> because it it's it interesting. Like I would say, like the first third of the movie is like this Dante's Inferno like journey. How he's just, just descending. Just let's just the because the, there's like really no dialogue. There's the none, mm-hmm. and you see this being like lowered down on this infinitely long string in a capsule. Passing through all these different levels, and uh, you just so, some some are like literally you just sort of see in passing, and then when he finally touches down, and he starts exploring on foot the rest of the world. And you're just like it's just really kind sort of kind of overwhelming, like how much there is to look at, yeah, and 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 it is interesting how it feels so dreamlike in the best and worst ways. How it's just like. There's a wonder to it. But simultaneously, there's just, like... It's, just one, it's one of the most beautiful movies I ever felt just a hopeless dread by. Yeah. Because you just feel trapped. Even though this passerby is just visiting through all these different, like, sequences and levels. It's and just, so
1: claustrophobic.
2: And just, like, it just... There's one level <laughs> where this shit really comes into play. Or just, like, it's a very, like, overt critique of, like... The futility and of of capitalism and like you know just the uh, the thanklessness of just labor and literally the the workers are m- molded from the shit of these electrocuted giants <laughs> and it's just like <laughs> yeah no just we like mean, it, sloppy dropping like plops just <laughs> pouring out of these these electrocuted mummies assholes
1: yeah no me and Cole because Cole was like was asking these really important questions like who are these people. Why do they need their shit? <laughs> like because it was like they're like they were, we couldn't really see their faces. They were like some they're they're largely featureless. Yeah, they're largely featureless, but they were like these big enormous heads with these bodies. They're wearing like um, oh gosh, like um, like janitor not janitors, but like onesie like um, type of like cleaning uniform. Yeah. but like there's there's a hole in the bottom because literally they're in the chair being electrocuted constantly, having diarrhea, and then. <laughs> it gets fucking worse because we were like, oh my God, is that shit? It gets worse because then the guy, dis- the protagonist, descends down to see what's underneath where the- all that shit's going.
2: It goes directly into a fucking mouth. Yeah. <laughs> the mouth is just like g- slopping it up and then like it it pours through like these giant inflating like bladders almost. And then that sort of funneled down into like, like a this furnace. furnace that's like press molding the workers made from this shit and they sort of like autonomously fall in line to like stoke the fires and work in this giant like infernal factory. Infernal
0: shit factory.
2: Yeah, because it's like, um, oh my god,
1: I, I'm trying to remember because so, there was like so much happening on screen, no fucking words. It was like they were doing different like labor jobs like in some of their I mean, I don't want to say
2: some of their jobs, but, like, they would just die. Like, either they'll just get, like, there's a sequence where there's a monster operating a steamroller and just, like, plows through all these little, um, little shit people, and the shit people are just sort of, like, they're barely conscious, so, like, they don't even really react to being killed, or these giant monoliths are shooting through the air, and they'll they'll just be... So many where they'll just get, like, splattered and just be, like... A dookie blob just hits the camera. Yeah,
1: like it. And I mean, oh gosh. And there's like, and of course they're being the only, the only sort of sense of direction that they have is a fucking um, intercom speaker system that like again no dialogue it's just baby sounds yeah I forgot about baby <laughs> yeah. but then like
2: you'll see a monitor with like this grotesque oh, my mouth flaking. just like making oh, or like God. overdubbed with the baby noises it's so disgusting
0: yeah I I, I it looked like a real person's mouth, but with a lot of makeup on it.
2: Yeah, that's what it was. I I hope <laughs> <laughs> it was like I don't, if, I don't. Honestly, I don't want to do what it is.
0: Yeah, because
1: uh, uh, it just like oh god, it was so disgusting. And then, um, I mean, and then the, the the laborers are having to also kill and harvest these giant larvae creatures for some reason doing something i don't know um and then there's uh then we really get into the shit with um these i uh task master um they're i I don't want to say managers but they're but they're like they'll whip them and uh there's a moment in there where a little creature comes up and then we see this big old you know bipedal not, i would say like a kind of like a t-rex because it has two arms but like two huge fucking legs and two just huge fucking testicles yeah. that are covered in sores so it looks like nipples it's so disgusting but then you can see their asshole and this little creature that's like a worm thing comes up taps it in the asshole then pulls it out and then shit just starts spewing out um that actually has nothing to do with anything. That's just something that happens. Yeah,
0: there's they, so many details <laughs> in this movie. You could probably watch it three times and and, and, you,
2: you, and find something new to focus yeah. on. it's just, yes, yeah, like you know, we, we skipped over a bit where before he gets to the shit level, where he's in like this junkyard level. Oh, and there's, and there's like so, this, like invisible man that's like he's dressed like the like universal monster Invisible Man with like bandages and like a coat but like he he has no operational legs so he's like rigs up this electrical trap to like catch this little creature to eat and, and, but then like the noise wakes up this horrible monster living in a building with a cleaver with and, big titties huge monstrous titties and he's like starts starts rah-rah at it and then he just gets chopped up with a cleaver and the protagonist just like bye and, but also too the the guy the invisible guy he uh he
1: makes monkey sounds <laughs> yeah
2: there's, there's a lot, lot of, of overdub of animal sounds yeah
1: and then also too the building that that fucking monster was from too like uh there was like these windows where it was like a, um kind of like a I guess like shadow play where like there's one window where it was like, Oh, sex sounds. Ooh. And then there's another window where it's like a guy stabbing is a woman or something. And then there's another one where it's like typing, typing, typing. And it's just like, this world is just so like, if it was just nothing happening, just quiet, it would be like a, I think a pleasant, kind of pleasant as his dream pleasant pleasant dream but then but when it's alive and being inhabited it's fucking
2: hell it's it's and then uh, there's a secret I, I think even after that but before the shit level where like he's walking further and it's like this kind of catacomb of like piping comes into like a a iron room opens the door. There's like a monkey on a table. Oh my god! Oh fuck! Just kind of like like lying there like helplessly. There's like two little like things, like rat things, like kind of swatting each other in their cage. One of them has a human head. There's also a newt
1: in a uh, in water. Most just, just, just just normal
0: thing in the most room. normal fucking thing. And then there's
2: like a shit covered doll finger blasting herself.
1: Yeah. And um and it's like we know something horrifying is happening in there because the monkey guy is trapped up is like like basically begging for help and then the guy the protagonist just shuts the fucking door and we hear screams and it's like what the fuck was going on in there yeah,
2: I'm not gonna investigate you know, you yeah. know what I know shut like, for you bro <laughs> <laughs>
1: like and it was so like you know I've never um <laughs> even though the protagonist doesn't say anything he's just sitting there breathing in his like gear or whatever um, I'm just like yeah. Like I get it (laughs) It,
2: it, 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 Even though You you get like These pangs Of just like That feels sad But at the same time Feel like I feel like If I got involved In anybody's story I would just be like Squished
0: Yeah Fuck I forget,
2: again, so much shit. When he first touched down to walk for the first time, he's walking along and he, oh. step- he steps on these little live action gnomes fighting over a Santa suit.
1: I forgot about that. That happened. There were these little live action gnomes and he just steps on them and they die. And that was it. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. And uh, that's not the first time, though, we see very, very tiny people, though. Like, that, I forgot that happened. And the dude has a map, and every time he uses it, it just fucking falls apart. Because
2: it's a very old, like, crumbly map. So he unfolds, it, it's like, little pieces of it fall away. So you get the impression that he's looking for something or, like, this realm that he's in is, like, in the body of a eldritch creature or something or
1: it's so bizarre because we find out later that like that like he's coming from somewhere obviously but he's coming from somewhere really fucking high but whenever they first ascend they go through a layer of liquid you, you, which you, is you, weird you,
2: you do see that when the the past of of a protagonist a soldier is sort of elaborated on that that part. I,
1: I still don't understand. Yeah, like it's so bizarre because, like, also, too, like, um, there's uh, at the very beginning of the movie, we were shown, like, I guess, a ziggurat. Oh, no, not ziggurat, it's like a tower of Babel kind of thing and uh, it was so funny because there was no sound and somebody had to turn on the sound and of course they turn on the sound perfectly right when the fucking lightning strikes so just like just <laughs> it was an explosion blasting. of sound it, it was really cool and um we get like a leviticus uh, bible verse or um,
2: bible passage yeah it was and r- it's just like oh, oh this sounds really fucked up and then it's like oh Le- leviticus is pretty fucked up <laughs> and uh, uh yeah sorry and so just trying to it's just so much to try to recall. But then we're still only in the first third of the movie. But where the first third is sort of climaxed is that the protagonist is, like, is initially setting up what looks like a briefcase bomb and just, like, this cavernous, like, room full of briefcases. And then he's captured by this thing, thing this mechanical flesh thing. And then, like... it. There's a curtain closed, you see an audience, and then the, the protagonist on the table behind a partition, like a shroud, and you see a doctor show up in these two things, like like kinda live action, kind of disrobe him at that scene and then, then it opens back up into like this like these miniature comb rooms of white bodies on We, we can see past protagonists. And I I just uh they're potentially dead. just like blood and guts everywhere and it zooms into the cube that he's in or they're in and he's just like wrapped it like a mummy. He's like anesthetized, tubes everywhere, and
0: one, one eye, bl- that
2: eye just like wiggling around wildly, and wow. then two live action actors, a doctor and a nurse come in, and then he's like vivisected, like he's cut open, and then the doctor is just like scooping out for minutes, just arms of of blood and guts covered like riches and he pulls out this tentacle baby thing furry baby thing by the way that has teeth and it won't shut the fuck, fuck up it won't
1: shut the fuck it, up it's squalling for 20 minutes uh, yeah uh it's so bizarre because you know and and the thing is too there's a moment too when he's looking at the clock and the clock is just ticking so fucking slow and, like, I get, I guess you get the sense of, like, dread of, like, fuck, I'm being operated on and I'm fucking awake. But also, too, like, time is weird because when he tried to set off the dynamite, the clock was... is right there. The the hand is about to move, but then it moves back, moves forward,
2: back, forward, back. So it's just, like, ticking in place. Yeah. And then when he's in the operating room, you see, like, the clock start to slowly...
1: Like go slow, slow, slow down, slow. and it's just
2: like okay, this is when a second is, and then it eventually just stops all together, and then the nurse is given the worm baby, and she departs, and then they get like uh, the the um those big ass drills, drills. The protagonist is still alive yeah. after this. Drills into their head, sends like a like a, like one of the little like um, probe, probe the there's a fancier name for it. microfiber micro, micro optic. Yeah. Fiber optic worm in there and then it starts playing back its memories, quote quote. And this is a I'm a live action section where like an older man with like long claws is like setting something up, getting like this little ritual going. He goes into a room filled with like thousands of these protagonist soldiers, and he presumably gives a map to Ape protagonist it doesn't look the same as the one that we've seen this far yeah so we don't know at what point if this is a past trip of theirs or a they have a, a collective memory because like this movie is like a dream so there's not a clear like purpose or narrative of what's happened there there might be one to uncover but it might be just largely a Linear progression of events. Yeah, a a sequence of events.
1: They they don't tell you anything. There's no dialogue, and I mean the guy the the guy with the fucking nails. He just grunts
2: uh, uh,
1: as as he's like having to do just random shit, and like (laughs) he's following this new guy. Like again, we don't know if this is like if this is a new guy they're having to send in, but like, oh my god, we. I mean, I mean, stuff happens that kind of assumes that like this guy is. A new a new person because he goes down the levels and this time he goes to um, a different level than the other guy, which I, also which also means like okay so they can go to different levels because when he stops he stops at full like flat ground
2: yeah so like they can move the tube around or, or maybe this like liquid this ocean that these capsules are deposited into is more like this liquid realities too. Oh yeah because like it, it, if this is supposed to be like a, a if there's like different levels and a different level of dissension and I just like we're they're looking for something and they just like we're, we're sending these soldiers to go to reference back I mean you know it's it's all interpretive
1: yeah no I mean it was it was interesting too because this new guy um he's seen a lot more um oh what's the word like because whenever the guy, uh, the, the long-nailed man, was given on the map, he took it out of his hand and shut the door. So he's like, okay, ready to fucking go, I guess. He,
2: he has a bit more, like,
1: I character guess, aggression, the personality. personality yeah. And uh, he gets down there, and it's really weird because, like, we're, we're in a destroyed city now, which is different from before, but it's, like, kind of feels like
2: sulfuric or whatever. Because the the, the the original protagonist, they found out like an abandoned city, but it seemed, like, more rust-colored. And the second protagonist goes to the sea that it kind of feels like covered in i forget the word for it. basically like the sea green like uh corruption corrosion or like a penny or, or something yeah at least that's how like, that's what it I, felt
1: kind of yellowish too like greenish yellow yeah um and there's for some reason aliens um the, the, red the, red, the, red aliens i assume they're aliens look,
2: they, they look like uh, the i forget what they're called but the, like the little like Diamond-headed like virus organisms, yeah, yeah, that are like zapping these little like tiny people, and then the, when the the protagonist gets on a motorcycle, he's like driving through the city. You see the shit people again, but there's like uh, a minotaur getting blown by these
1: little oh, yeah, yeah, there's that happening. And then
0: a monkey stomping on a little shit man.
1: Yeah, uh, the dude eventually he actually sees another one of his uh, kind, the protagonist, uh, briefly in a window uh, seal and um, he finally finds a car he goes through a fucking war zone for some reason that's like batshit crazy it was actually pretty cool too like all the sounds of like metal and stuff just randomly all these different tanks World War One World War Two fuck we I see like you even see a mech Uh, so there's a lot of these uh, I noticed a lot of these toys like these mechs from um, if anybody knows her name is Ashley Woods and uh, she does like she's a comic book art but she's famous for like this designer's line of toys and it's these robot mechs i think it's part of like this comic story about these robots in a world with zombies and they're trying to protect the last humans or something it's really it's really crazy i love her art and um, i noticed that in there so i thought that was pretty cool and uh he makes it to an area where there's um, more briefcases but he goes down into like like a mine shaft kind of like it's like
2: he's driving perpetually down like these this like inverted Aztec pyramid like very like cons- concentric like squares yeah yeah like uh yeah but just to gas mileage on this run down <laughs> army jeep <laughs> um
1: oh my gosh and then I'm sorry, we're going through the whole movie, but like it's a fucking crazy ass we, movie.
2: Obviously, you know we want you to see it, but also we're trying, to, we're trying to just get out of our head what we saw and just talk through it. Yeah, I guess just, we, sh- just, I, just, I guess we should just of Spoilers. And, uh, at some point, it cuts back to the nurse with the worm baby and how she's kind of like, seemingly like she's sneaking it out of, yeah. the, of the hospital. She comes to this g- great door, it opens up, and there's this giant. Like ho- like hooded like, dr- like robed floating um, cr- like specter spirit sorcerer with like a, a plague doctor plague doctor mask. doctor's mass and she sort of hands it the worm to this creature and the door shuts and there's like kind of like this sad little moment of her like going to her little little tiny hobble of like <laughs> a pillow and like these little trinkets she's managed to like get for herself she lays down to go to sleep and. Last well, to see her is her eyes snapped awake with the baby screaming and it, it's the journey of this black rogue figure descending further into like this other hellscape with the baby is just squalling non-stop. Like, God damn. Like, uh. Uh, Eventually that sort of settles down and you, and you cut to like what I call the tumor grandpa and his little experiment. Yeah, room. yeah, it was, hideous. Uh, just like, He's like a rogue person with just like big boils and tumors spilling out of a hood. Yeah, um oh gosh. It's probably I,
0: one of the most beautiful segments in the entire It was movie. you know
1: it, it was really it was really interesting because like you can obviously tell that this is like separate from everything else where it's like it's like okay, this is their own little personal leisurely kind of area because none like nothing from the hell is like interfering with what's happening in here
0: yeah i'm assuming the thing that took the baby thing is the master of all this land and uh this little goblin man he is the assistant the servant of this person and he and he's like having his own little world yeah he's like he's like his
1: own little god basically because there's because again he like some of these experiments are definitely his as well um or he helps run run them. Like, there's we're getting back to shit where there's two monsters. One of them has a huge dong um,
2: shoveling shit. That's literally there's their job. Towers of shit, and they're, like, fighting each other. Like they're so like mad. Iron mass and just, like, these grotesque monsters. And he's, like, I guess breaks up their fight by electrocuting them. He's, like, get back to work. And, and it seems like there's this just weird moment of just, like, Resignation and defeat with the monsters, but then they then they go back to fighting again, and and then there's this really
1: weird part where he puts out food for these two statues of hands, with each statue having an eyeball in the hand where, where all the fingers meet. That's where an eyeball is, and like a century. I guess that's their lunch. This bucket of uh, not bone chicken i don't know um oh gosh and then we get to another really interesting part where we see this i guess this treasure of this guy this little guy is he has this little environment that's really the most like the prettiest most vibrant most like sanitized place in this whole fucking movie is this little garden so like almost like a terrarium yeah Mm. and uh, he dumps a bunch of mealworms in there to feed these little octopus people um And then shit gets worse because then he's like, (laughs) he releases this creature into there to get one of the little octopus people's um, baby uh, kills it and then
2: it's got like yeah, a- the Wonderland.
0: mom abandons that shit. She's like, fuck that. And then the guy it. just
2: laughs. And and, and, then, and there's like a cut to like these cockroaches like playing cards, cards and at a tea party. It's just like Alice in Wonderland oh. shit.
1: <laughs> like, damn. All right. This is kind of. Yeah, it's like Alice in Wonderland, but also of Garden of Eden. And then that's it. That's his little experiment. So then Spectre Plague Doctor comes in. and well,
2: You forget he's also just like the, the one time anybody in this be fucking cleans. He's, like, wiping oh, shit yeah. down. He's oh, like, yeah, he's cleaning. He's dusting.
1: He's dusting all these clocks, all this shit. At some point, he looks through a telescope to see, like, what's going on. Uh, we, I mean, I think one of the things we can assume is that maybe one of the fucking – no, no, because that happens later. Um, there's a bunch of explosions, that like, nuclear
2: explosions. Um, <laughs> if, if, if this sex scent that he's looking through is, like, is a view to the outside world or just, like – this self contained viewing, yeah. It's like it's a TV, but it's an old timey nautical instrument. And then the the black robe figure finally arrives with the screaming worm. And then he holds <laughs> it like this, too. He, he holds it like oh, both hands, over, like holding it overhand. He's like, just like a while it's falling, puts it in this receptacle, and it goes through this, um, like elaborate process to basically juice the worm (laughs) use the juice to turn it to like he turns it into a metal takes the metal grinds it up and then gives the glittery powder to the rogue person the rogue person throws it into like this void yeah then it shows like space and the big bang Bang, or something
1: like it it starts from the big bang it shows literally all of like Earth's history but then you see a UFO a retro UFO too you
2: know the the old 50s UFOs you you see
1: like life starting on planet Earth Uh, you see a bunch of the fetuses you see uh, cities rise up and then cities fall war and stuff like that and then we get into like um, some, I think, some more abstract sequences too. Honestly, that whole sequence—if you know—if you've seen the end of 2001: Space Odyssey, it immediately is like akin to that.
2: It's like a lot of bright colors, like swirling, like liquids.
1: Like and- it looks like if you're tripping on like some I, like. Whoever, if somebody did, not like, acid while they were fucking watching this. They were having the worst night of their life. They would lose
2: it. <laughs> they would shit their pants and die.
1: <laughs> like, man, that was fucking insane. Uh, and then it, like, it just, like, it eventually culminates to where, like, it goes, like, all the way to the end. But then it go- then it flashes the events of the movie itself until it goes all the way back. And then the, the malfunctioning clock on the dynamite um, stops malfunctioning. And it finally explodes, I think right
2: it, so. it cuts back to it I, in the last little bit is literally a blur but I know the movie ends cutting back to the live action portions kind of like the, the docking bay where they they sent the second protagonist into the, the goop water and the, the old elderly man with the claws kind of like peering into it with all the other soldiers standing by and then that's essentially the end of the movie yeah
0: You... We just recounted the entire fucking movie. Like, I think that was every single bit of detail. Not everything, like, visually. But everything that happened, that was, like, pretty one-to-one. Yeah. I mean,
2: the the movie's only 85 minutes. Yeah. It's pretty short, in and out. And I mean... But it just, like... It it does feel like this journey through hell in, like, the best way. Because it just, like... It feels, like, scary and bleak and just, like, just this weird awe just like how big everything is and you just, you just feel so tiny and helpless yeah,
1: in the, every single scenario no the scale for it is fucking crazy like uh this diorama is they built it is insane and then like even then it's like the scale gets even smaller when you have the little gnome people and the little octopus people it, it's really oh it's fantastic
2: it, it's probably one of the best visual representations of a dream I've seen in a very long time because like <laughs> it just because uh, you know how a lot of times dreams can be you know have a, a concrete concrete plot and then it gets kind of like loosey toward the end or in the middle but like sometimes it feels very tangible and then it just gets really surreal and starts to morph into bleed into other things and how a lot of times you're following one plot, and then that disappears, and or it morphs into something else. Which, like, at a certain point, that second protagonist just dis- disappears from the story. Yeah, like we don't we don't ever see him again.
1: Uh, we assume. Um, yeah, no it it was it was my it was f- like you want to talk about weird. It's my f- kind of fucking weird. Eh? It's weird.
2: Like, I really enjoyed it, and like everybody on my horror timeline has just been very positive about it. Yeah. And- uh, it makes me want more strange, surreal horror stop motions like um, I'm hoping because John Cat uh, John is the one movie I was thinking of um, it's another um, stop motion film that's getting a limited release and hopefully considering how successful Mad God has been on streaming that we can get that in some capacity as well yeah, mm-hmm. I gotta look this up because if it's Junkhead, the one of- Junkhead, the two- 2017 movie by uh, Takahide Hori.
1: Oh fuck! Oh man, I remember this. Holy shit! I remember seeing like a portion of this, but never, you know. And of course, never getting to see more. Damn. Yeah. Okay.
0: That would be sick. That's Mad God, though.
2: I mean, I, I definitely, I would. I'll say this: I would recommend it, but I would definitely sort of give it. A cautious recommend on the fact that because it's such a ambient film there's a lot of really weird disturbing imagery like one it's not gonna be everybody's cup of tea just from like how gross and scary looking it is and yeah. two like because it's it's not a conventional plotted movie it doesn't have hardly any dialogue it's probably not gonna resonate with every single person and that's okay it's that's just how movie like this are yeah. so like um, if you if, if you find yourself you know I would say give it, give it like a trailer watch and if, if that's like a weird that you feel like you can uh vibe with I say check it out Um but like I said it's I really enjoyed it I gave it 4 out of 5 just know it may not be for everybody I gave
1: it 5 out of 5 because it was just right off the bat I was just like I was just taking I was completely just amazed by this like this this uh, it's a work of art, obviously, and mm. that stop motion and, like, everything, like, about it, It's just fucking crazy. I mean, <laughs> it's simple, but, like, watching I was like, yeah, like, you know, so much shit is referenced <laughs> in this movie. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, that's kind of the world. There's no, like, no matter, like, how much we can sanitize or sterilize, it's not sterilized, sanitize stuff and, like, our media and stuff, there's just, there's just poop everywhere. Yeah, you can't and- hide the poop and capitalism and hell and uh you
2: know. i feel like some people might find the <laughs> capitalism bit a little too
1: on the nose <laughs> like it was just it was a wild fucking ride and uh, i think it's uh you know criterion i know we, we mentioned you a lot you know if you want to add something to your anim- little
2: animation collection boom john criterion we know you're out there we know you're listening we got you got your finger on the pulse and uh i think we have <laughs> we have one for you yeah less
0: thoughts uh, 5 out of 5 I loved it I gave it 4.5 Uh, but I upped it uh, after I thought about it a little bit because it fucking ruled yeah, yeah. I want uh, a documentary on it I, yeah, really I, I would to love to see the making
2: of yeah I would absolutely yeah. some behind the scenes pics. I would like to know like how big these sets were and like and just just the, the fact that this was like 15 years of just like of uh, just like time and labor and like passion to like to do this is like that is just incredible to just like to be working on something so long and not know be able to like really finish it and i feel like that can be the strength and weakness of the movie because it was something that's worked on in piecemeal for 15 years there's probably going to be some pieces that maybe feel out of place or like may not be as strong as others So, like, that might be a a positive or negative, or, like, maybe just, like, a way to sort of write off the parts that may not be as strong to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I think we're going to take a a break real quick, and we'll come back and discuss our second film, Incantation. Uh, Hang tight. Yeah. Yeah. Hello everyone, welcome back. We have our second installment of today's episode and we're discussing Incantation, a Taiwanese found footage horror film. And this was recently brought to Netflix and um, part of our double feature last night for Wenzel's birthday. And um, I didn't know a super lot about this movie. There's a, some murmurings on my uh, horror timeline. and But I was very pleasantly surprised by this movie. Uh, What did y'all think?
0: I fucking loved it. I went in expecting like a fun movie, but I came out uh, fucking loving it. It's one of my favorite found footage movies of all time. It's just an absolute banger, visually beautiful. Uh, And it was just... It's just so nice. It was scary, too. There were some genuinely uh, poopy pants scary moments.
2: And and, uh, just like a really good... Feeling a dread throughout the mm-hmm. movie, too. Yep. Um, what, were, what were your sort of initial thoughts? So, when I first heard about this movie,
1: I, like, I, I, I heard it by in passing. I saw Incantation. I, it was like, some woman breaks a taboo. And I was like, okay, this sounds interesting. Then, uh, Trevor Henderson posts uh, on Instagram uh, a poster from the for the movie, and I was like, fuck, that looks really good. And then, Pat sends a message saying, "Hey, can we watch Incantation after Mad God?" And I looked and like I was like, "Yeah, let's watch Incantation." And then it was, uh, I was, I thought we were going in for a fun found footage film because you know found footage is kind of like my warm blanket when it comes to horror.
2: It can can be a lot of fun. Can be it can be silly. It can be like a a bad fun. But this was like, oh shit, we're we're here. We're in.
1: Uh, Yeah. Like no, I was. I told Colt this coming over here i can't stop thinking about this fucking movie like it, it's really like it caught me completely off guard by how much i love it i i even rearranged my favorites on letterbox to include it in there because mm. it's like i mean it's my favorite one of my favorite movies this year one of my favorite horror movies and probably my favorite found footage film like i'm not kidding it i like <laughs> like per like <laughs> obviously without any bias i can't do that i think it's the best found foot found footage horror film in my opinion second would be Neroy.
2: Neroy the curse like, which we talked about uh last year year before we, been the long year time. before 2020 we, we, we had yeah. go go back and check out our found footage horror movie episode uh we, that'll be world well worth your time there's a lot of fun uh fun movies on there, maybe some fun bad, but then some really genuinely good movies uh, that you should check out. Yeah, um, I would I would uh, agree. This is probably next to Neroy. like my, my favorite found footage. I feel like to me, I personally like Neroy better, but it there's just a a thorough line of dread that was kind of like in just like. Tinkling in the back of my head the whole movie, and it to me it balances like horror, like sentimentality and several other emotions, and like really good balance because it, there's like little moments of just like light humor in it to that kind of help you get to the next bit because obviously you need to to balance out the terror with like funny bits and like there's a bit. Um, where the little girl was like, oh, she doesn't get a puppy, and she's like pouting. She gets like a little ice cream. It's like, how is it? Like, it's like, okay.
0: it's okay, I guess. Like,
2: begrudgingly. But to get to the point, the whole movie is sort of framed as this beleaguered woman's um, visual recounting of this terrible uh, incident played out in like um, as edited together videos. Basically explaining how this misfortune befell her, how that affects her personally, her young daughter, and her trying to reclaim custody of this daughter that she's lost contact with, and sort of the the explanation of how everything sort of winds together. Now, we won't be getting too deep into the content because obviously a lot of it, we think is best preserved for personal viewing to, to, retain maximum impact. Absolutely.
1: Like I, I, I don't want to ruin anything for anybody. Cause this, this movie is just fantastic. I, I think it should be uh, appreciated and viewed with like very little context.
2: Yeah. So definitely um, know that going in, we won't get to, too deep into the weeds in terms of like uh, plot details, uh, but we, we did want to talk about it, and, and it, plus, you know, it's on Netflix. You know, everybody has access to that, so definitely uh, give it a take go. some time to see that. Because obviously Shudder might be a more off the beaten bad streaming service, but, like, if you can only watch one, this is the most accessible one. Yeah, yeah, true. And I I loved it, and, and what I what I really like enjoy from like a creative scent, but also like resented from just like a person. Who, oh fuck, it's in my head. I'm, it's freaking me out, man. <laughs> is like it does this great bit of like if you of like poisoning your own like unconscious thoughts against you, which is like how the the danger like the curse works within the film is sort of like your unconscious mind wandering and sort of like it, it it sets up like these little things at the beginning of the movie to be like hey if you think about this or keep these certain things in mind or w- look at this certain thing and like how those elements come back over the course of the film You're just like oh fuck oh fuck yeah so
1: what really gets me about this film is just how fascinating it is like you said that that beginning bit where it's like if you look at this train, is it going forward or is it going backwards? But but you're using your mind to determine that. Whether, like, are you, like, are you actually making the train go forward or backwards in this image? Like, are you controlling it with your mind? Basically, it, it kind of pulls a little bit from tulpas, you know, the whole thing of like thought forms, thoughts taking form, depending on like how, you know, how much like mental power
2: or energy you have. I believe how much belief, how many, how many people know about it. And like the strength or weakness of this, of this energy of this curse is dependent on the thoughts that are connected to it. And, that I think that
1: might be given too much away I don't know because like because like you said that of like how you say like you know poisoning your mind because that's like the main mechanic of this film and like by the time you realize it by the time you get to the twist you're like it's already too late it's like fuck like that like that's one of the, that's that's one of the big things for this I was like fuck you got
2: me. <laughs> because, like, the the sort of the, the 4D chess that the movie's playing is that, obviously, you have this straightforward story of, like, oh, this is spooky, scary, and, like, seeing the, like, the horrific ordeals that this mother and child go through and, like, her past as it comes back to haunt her and her family, but also, like, it's you have this extra layer of fear that the movie is instilling on you with this little, like, thought experiment, and it's just, like, you're being scared in, like, this two-form fashion, it's, and, like, like, the, like, the screen can't protect you, because a lot of movies just, like, oh, it's scary, but it's on this side of the TV screen, but this, this movie plays into, like, oh, fuck, you're Uh, it's it's essentially
1: breaking the fourth wall Hmm. and it's like it's very manipulative and insidious and it's so fucking good and like like you when like you're talking about with the custody and mother motherhood like that's where you kind of get into the more like um kind of grounded and like very like fuck like very like emotional part is like how it deals with motherhood and how it deals like with this woman trying to get custody for something and then like her own like um Mental illness of having dealt with this, tra- like, with this very, like, um, you could say horrific event that happened, which I love, like, the little inkling, sprinklings of, like, kind of you're getting, you get throughout the film where it'll, she'll start off by, I violated the taboo. And it's just like, What the fuck is it? And then you'll hear, like, you'll hear her talking to people or certain conversations. It's like, What deity is this? And then, like, it cuts off where it's like the deity is, and it's just like, um, it's just like what like what is this what is going on because you you, like you you're definitely you're teased the whole movie you're teased the whole movie and it's it's it goes into the mechanic of the of of it itself so it's it it's perfect it 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 plays perfectly into it and what i thought was interesting was i didn't realize like this is slightly based on a true story slightly because it, it takes a lot of like like liberties, and it's like still very much a work of fiction. But there was a, there was a Taiwanese family um, in two thousand five, I think, who were they? They were quoted as being haunted by the gods, and um, I think uh, the daughter or somebody she was she either died or was very afflicted. And uh, I just love that that wording, that phrase: not haunted by demons, not haunted by ghost spirits, no, haunted, plagued by the gods. Which that's the thing I love most about this movie, and I love about a lot of um, Naroi is uh, I. I mean, you know, you get some interesting, fun stuff with demons and you know Christian Judeo stuff, but I, I think it's more interesting when you have these abstract beings, these gods, for whoever reason are just taunting, terrifying, just no like no understanding within the human mind of why they're doing what they're doing, and they're just. Complex, convoluted things that are like requirements and and um, rituals and situations of like how are these things invoked and how to keep them you know repelled and stuff like that. I it's so interesting and this
2: really works with that. And you know, this being a type of religious horror movie that you don't really see represented because like obviously there's a you know there's a lot lot of possession movies. There's a lot of like religious horror when it comes to like Christianity, which you know makes sense because. Christianity is the most represented religion in, in like, Western. a Western sense. Yeah. So having this Eastern horror movie where it, it's like these this fringe Buddhist set, essentially, and, like, how, like, you as, like, a Western viewer, obviously – are not going to be as inclined to be aware of like what a Eastern religion looks like or how it behaves or just like, Oh no, it could get me. Yeah. Or like,
1: you know, like she said, the taboos that were involved, it was, Oh my gosh, it was just so interesting. And like this very much invoked, like, um, Hell's Paradise and Jujutsu Kaisen vibes for me personally because Jujutsu uh, Kaisen involves curses and I think uh, all of that is fascinating and interesting how uh, Akatame um, utilizes that and like certain Buddhist uh, symbolism and imagery and then the same thing in uh, Hell's Paradise which he uses Buddhism and also Taoist which is like um, if you know anything you know if you know anything about that seeing all of that imagery and symbols and idols idols being like turned unholy and impure mm-hmm. like I mean you get that like with the with the Christian stuff and it's like obviously that's terrifying when you recognize it but then like when you see it that for this and having context stuff it's just like it's just as equally terrifying like if you're seeing a demon
2: yeah because you know well I guess even the lay persons, Understanding or visual recognition of Buddhism, it's just it's like it seems very docile and like you know positive, like you know religion or idea. But then when you see like all this, you know, all these sort of this Buddhist imagery, like kind of turned turned on its head, so to speak, twist, yeah, twisted. Uh, so it, this, to see this, you're just like, oh fuck, I don't understand this. And there's always something that I love seeing in a horror movie. It's like this this faraway little group of people who are like doing their weird like private like deranged set of just like more recognizable like theology and it's just like you know weird things happen in, in the corners of the map and the edges of the woods You're just like who are these like hideaway people and like how did this version of this belief system turn into it and like why is it feel so, like, icky? Like, because even when you when uh, you start getting into this person's past, they're, they're just like, are you sure we should be doing this? Because they're like, you know, we're, they're very interested in, like, in the spiritual and, like, ghostly things. They're just kind of like, as adventurous as they are, they're kind of like, this doesn't, this feels different. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, there's even a... Um man there's this sequence towards the end that um that it's it's just a singular image and then words and voices kind of singing and man i just fucking love it i, I love that like
2: there's a lot of 40 playing uh cole uh, what are some of your favorite parts without getting into the spoilers that's too much, the thing
0: i can't. I was trying to like think like what my favorite parts are. I was like, no, that's spoiler. No, they'll give too much away. I can't really say without <laughs> giving too much away. Or,
2: order like any like general vibes that you can say, like, oh, like this one got me, or like something like that? Or, or could you say you were like success, successfully spooked by this movie?
0: Yes, I was successfully spooked by something that would definitely give, uh, you know everyone in the room was fucking scared.
2: I, I will say, I, I love watching movies with the game because like we're we're a very reactive crowd. and yeah. there, there was yeah. one the scare. JoJo did a friend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, it got me too. I was like,
2: fuck, really? That just happened? <laughs> um, yeah, and, and you're just like, you're tense to a whole movie just from like, you have the 4D chess thing happening and you have what's happening in front of you and then you get like a big scare and you're just like, oh, Oh, shit. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it made me really want to watch more 4 and 4 movies. Like, really fucking bad. Dude,
1: yes. Like, uh, because the director was uh, what I actually talked about, too. Like, he was inspired not only by the true story, but also, too, about, like, cursed email chains. And, like, that made me want more, like like you said more foreign horror but also like horror with like kind of that abstract like contemporary feel but at the same time invoking ancient um r- ritual religious um rituals uh beings uh, things you know culture like that uh, it made me want
2: more um, I will say cause of the whole like sort of thought poisoning element of the movie it reminds me a lot of the Japanese horror movies or horror stories that I've listened to. There's a podcast I listen to called Koabana and this um, Australian interpreter collects a lot of these like spooky, scary stories from like Japanese message boards, and sort of like presents them on their podcast. And a lot of them have this element. It's like, oh, th- be careful if, if you listen to this or you watch this, because you know it, it might invoke something. And like, I feel like that's an element that's much more prevalent in Eastern horror stories or storytelling than really Western. I mean, other than like maybe Freddy Krueger, there's not really... Yeah. El- an element that's present, like that in Western horror stories.
1: Yeah, the only the only other thing I can think of is that one fucking. There was that one movie about the um that man. It was like, don't look at him, don't even think about him. Is it the Bye Bye Man, the Pee Pee Poopoo Man, the Pee Pee Poopoo Man? <laughs> like it's so fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, the only it's so funny because I was telling them this. This is literally. No, fuck, I can't say that. It's kind of... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I can't say that. That'd be kind of a spoiler. I don't want to give it away because if I reference this, then you're going to probably piece together what happens in this.
2: So, so like, uh, uh, forgive us for being a little more tight-lipped in this segment when we uh, explained out Mad God in detail. <laughs> but obviously, these are two very different films going for two very different yeah. things. So it's not really as much to spoil about Mad God because, like, it's, it's a nonverbal, you know, really just sort of a visual... Like display of one artist's like creative abilities, you know. That's yeah. Obviously, that's what all movies are, duh. But it's it's a much more visual story yeah. than like a plot. Where this one is much more character-driven you know, character and, plot plot driven. and like story-driven. Yeah, which I will say, like I was really surprised by the critical reception of the movies being kind of mid lane because we were all very positive on it.
1: Yeah, I I don't get that. I was like, this is this is like easily like a cult i mean cult said it's probably gonna be a cult classic and it'll probably be reevaluated later but i'm like right off the bat i'm like this is like this is spectacular this is amazing this is a taiwanese film and it's like this needs more love i mean this is great
2: yeah and i'm I'm, from what i've gathered it seems like of course you know horror is among the most subjective genres yeah. so like what may one person may find entertaining or scary is another person's like drivel but it seems like a more common criticism of the movie is like the actual found footage aspect of it in the sense that it doesn't feel like this is found footage quote quote it's more so like this is this is something someone edited together because it's not like you're watching one video throughout, and there's like one tape end, and it just continues the same visual thorough Because I will say there are a couple of moments that <laughs> don't really make sense in the footage sense. Because there's like a lot, there's some shot reverse shots of like, can you have the mother holding the camera, like she, for her POV of a thing happening, and then there's an unexplained camera view of like facing hers, like, hey, where did that come from? And there's a. <laughs> there is a singular moment that happens that's not kind of out of place and it's not mentioned again where the little girl is like going down a hall and you see this ghostly hand reach out for her and then there's like a replay segment and that's never done again yeah and it feels it feels kind of out of place yeah. so, so there might be some some discontent with like how the movies sort of like stitched together in terms of like this bigger, I guess presentation. Yeah. If it's supposed to be like, you're just finding a video, which I think the N- the curse is a bit more seamless in that aspect. Yeah. How it's like, this is, um, or at least there's a larger framing device for it. That makes sense. Why this, that story is, Compiled together because there's literally a pr- prologue of the movie of just oh someone edited this together yeah well that's not really that's not really presented in this film no no I I I can definitely see that criticism
1: because. Uh, I w- I was like enthralled by it and just completely like sucked into it. So like I I noticed it, but then I was just like I was like I don't fucking care. That, that's
2: not enough to be a turn. It, it seems like that really bothers some people. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. And um, I, I would say that like if anything, you could consider it experimental found footage film. I
2: mean, it's definitely found. And plus, like found footage is already a very controversial subgenre. Yeah, anyway. and I and
1: I would say this is. Experimental because of how how it does found footage and how it tells the story. I would I would say that like it's like a it's a little it's a it's on a it's a sub subsect of found footage by how experimental it is, and I think that's where it's like I can give it like leeway and like okay, it, it's kind of it's kind of different in that regard it's, of how it presents.
2: Do, it's doing a new thing, and plus, like it's just really fun to see a. Type of horror, a very a very strong horror movie, tell a different type of story, and or like you know this this new flavor to like a religious horror movie because yeah. like when have you when can you say you saw a Buddhist horror
0: movie really? <laughs> I think the uh, the found footage editing thing is I think that, that opinion is null because in the ending it's still found footage. Because like I think in the end that person wanted to to be found. I was gonna say because I was like because I was
1: thinking about it as Pat was telling us. I was like, it seems like though that like either she's the one that edited it, the main character, the mother, or like she passed she, she passed it along to somebody who took it upon themselves to edit it.
2: And you know then of course you know, I mean it it, it depends how deep in the weeds you get your nitpick. Then like how they get the footage, how they. How are they able to like understand the story and not be like affected by like you know the the existential dread or like the effects of this like force that's surrounding these characters? So like obviously you know that you know there there has to be some dis disengaged from like the icky sticky rules in order for plot things to work yeah. in a certain ways. But it just depends on like, how how much particular you are for that. Yeah. Of but course. like honestly, I really enjoyed this movie. I was properly spooked. I gave it a hearty four. Like I, I, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I gave it
1: a very overwhelming five. Like holy fuck! I again, I'm gonna say it. Criterion. Uh, I don't know how you are. I don't. I don't know the found footage section of Criterion if they even have any. Hey, here you go. Add it. Start this would
2: just be the first, first start.
1: First start right here. Bam. Already a gem. I, I say, I, no, I mean, really, though, I, I think it, it should be, like, whenever this gets, like, a physical release, I'm buying that because, holy shit, I want that in my collection, and uh, I, I think it deserves that kind of treatment.
0: And, uh, Colt, what was your score? I gave it 4.5 out of 5. Uh, thought it was fucking fantastic. Um. Uh, Great fucking movie Could have used uh, more Patrick and Spongebob Because they do make an appearance Patrick makes an appearance
2: I mean honestly I think any movie can be enhanced By my presence but I'm just one Not man. you Patrick
0: Star was oh, whatever. in Whatever <laughs> I, I, I could have used more Among Us Yeah Did you not see Patrick Star? No In the daycare there was a Patrick plushie Right next to the big dog Oh okay cool It was a massive Patrick plushie And I was thinking like is Spongebob big over there? I, I mean I
2: guess Spongebob would have to be big everywhere
1: I mean it's, yeah. it's Spongebob also too it's like I was just terrified the entire movie so I didn't notice Patrick Star
2: <laughs> it, 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 it's one of those movies like you're just you're like you're looking everywhere okay there's, a, there's gonna be a boogey, there's gonna be a thing and you're just like eyeballs are just like wide open like looking everywhere yeah like you're f- literally the eyes and mad god just looking around
1: uh oh uh, what was I gonna say fuck um
2: Oh my god, I forgot what I was gonna fucking say. God damn it. Okay. Oh, one bit I forgot we really forgot to mention is like there's a fair amount of body horror in the movie too. Yeah, there's a yeah, uh, quite a bit. Um there's, especially Holy crap. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah there's there's definitely uh, I would say my um my cautious parts, if you have any sort of sensitivity to like Children in danger, definitely approach this one with some caution. If that's something you're sensitive if to, if you that, have that with phobia like child, like <laughs> that, uh, like child endangerment, if that's something you're sensitive to, go in with uh, with uh, some trepidation. Um, that's kind of really my big one, other than it's what like, general ooky spooky, yeah. Um, Definitely don't watch this movie and drive home to your house in the woods at two o'clock in the morning. Uh-oh. Yeah, JoJo.
0: <laughs> Uh-oh. I, have you all heard from them? Because I...
2: Yeah, I, I, I saw JoJo uh, a little while ago before the show at, at uh, the Comic Strip oh, okay. Wonder Woman Day. That's good. Other than that, I'd be like, JoJo got spirited away, but then we get a message from JoJo saying,
1: "Guys, help! I'm in the woods," and it's like. Who did we
0: see at comic strip? It's books? 2 p.m. in the afternoon. Co-
1: who do we see at comic strip then? Oh, fuck. <laughs> and then it just shows, like, camera footage, CC footage of JoJo, but they're like, they just have their cat ears and they're like, like Bigfoot, <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, fuck. Who oh, is fuck. That?
2: <laughs> like, a, like a specter has, absu- has, has assumed JoJo's form. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um,. It's like, you know, it's like you know what I was a little concerned. I was I was humored at first to like how much twerking JoJo was doing, but now it's like this seems at a frequency that seems a little ghoulish. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're twerking to break down the spirit boundaries. That makes sense. Oh, adds up.
1: God. JoJo, you need to calm down with your twerking. You hearing me, JoJo?
2: Stop
0: shaking the ass. The
2: the clap of their ass cheeks is summoning the demons from the other side. <laughs> what are
0: do you doing? What was that? No, oh, just, I mean,
2: we're still trying to do like a visual bit over here. I, I'm just thinking about like, <laughs> like,
1: and then there's like, ch- like chanting, like, Whoa. There's, there's like this
2: weird, like, like, uh, droning, like chanting noise and then you just see like, the footage start shaking in and out. <laughs> yeah. And like, the, the pop heads start, start turning around. <laughs> damn jojo what are you doing <laughs> jo- jo- jo got what the- are you invoking yeah they spent too much time out in the woods they found the elders out there yeah um yeah no great movie um oh man
1: i had something to say it had something to do with patrick star but i can't fucking remember it now
0: he's juicy he's thick as hell uh cut it Cut that <laughs> cut
2: that off. <laughs> well um any in any in any case, A Y C H gives uh both Mad God and Incantation a hearty recommendation. Please seek out both of these movies. We think uh, you'll be well served from both of those uh, if if, 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 you've, if you've seen those already or if you go out to check them out please let us know we'd love to hear back from you uh, we'd love to talk about it our DMs and comments are always wide open yeah and absolutely. in the meantime we just want to thank you so much for listening today we had a great time discussing these films and I think it'd be a safe bet you can hear more horror movie discussion from us coming in the not too distant future that's
1: true that, you're probably going to hear some more movie talk in
2: general
0: yeah a lot more movie stuff coming up we're going to be a little busy. Be- be- yeah. And
2: that's not a promise. That's a threat. That is yeah. a threat. You better watch your ass.
0: Yeah. Uh, here's a teaser. Banana. And oh, here's, here's
1: another teaser.
0: Um, oosh,
1: the thunder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, here's another teaser. Um, uh, that's not really, that's a, that's, that's a visual bit. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, Uh-oh, I'm trying to think of what to say. Um, I don't want to spoil that. So, yeah, yeah, no
0: more, no more no, teasers. No more. You've no been more. teased enough. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, you're you're uh, you're you've been gooned enough. So, uh.
0: <laughs> fuck. <laughs> you're leaking
2: with teaser pre juice. No, I'm. thinking... It's of- like it, 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 AYCH, is the perfect companion for
1: gooning and baiting. No, I'm. I'm just thinking about now, like banana, and the, like the video I sent you. Like, <laughs> we got to do that soon. <laughs>
2: Yeah. yeah whatever that is uh but anyhow thank you so much for listening today we had a great time we hope we did you did too so be sure to follow us wherever podcasts are found and that's Apple Podcasts SoundCloud Spotify anywhere else where podcasts are found we're most likely there be sure to like rate subscribe wherever those are found helps us out keeps us visible puts us in front of new people we always appreciate you when you do it you can follow us on our socials on Twitter and Instagram at Seats podcast and on Letterboxd all you can hear um uh, if you're on the Cajun Greatness side of things, you listen to it the week it comes out. We have a brand new episode where we discuss uh, the National Treasure sequel, National Treasure 2, Book of Secrets.
0: Oh, oh, you're finally getting around
2: to it. Yeah, uh, we, that was going to be our 4th Lie episode, but then stuff came up so we're copying it uh a little belated response but still it's nicholas case and some daring heist of national treasures so check that out that'll be coming at you this week and lastly you can follow me patrick on twitter instagram and Letterboxd said john lost his name my favorite book of secrets is the bible
1: uh-oh whoa uh, hot take <laughs> Uh, thank you for listening. You can check me out, Wenzel, on Twitter, at Wenzel Wilkie. You can follow my art, Instagram, at World of Wenzel. Uh, currently there, I, um, I, well, sorry, I should say, my store, uh, worldofwinsy.bigcartel.com Go there. I have some stuff up for pre-order if you want to go check that out. Uh, I appreciate it. And then go to my um, bookstagram where I talk about books, at uh, Wenzel Banters. Uh, that's fun fun time there uh go to my link tree where i have my links to my goodreads my letterbox and my store in there and some other things uh thank you oh and uh if you like this too if you do watch this movie incantation uh check check out Naroy uh something kind of like in the similar vein sort of is department of truth read that yes um i need to go read t- more taiwanese stuff now
2: and then the Roy, the curse is also streaming on Shutter. That is true.
0: Uh, also, uh, go buy Winslow stuff because I'm buying it right now. Oh my God! I hope you guys are quick enough to buy it before I do. I have it all in my hands, uh, but I don't know if I can pull my wallet fast enough to buy it all. But if you guys buy it before I do, it's limited. It's very limited. Go buy it. Uh, I'm a very slow <laughs> wallet puller router because that wallet, that pocket's so damn deep. My wallet's right here. I beat Colt. Oh, fuck. Oh, oh, fuck. It's, Too it's slow it, for you. A I'm not really buying all of it. I'm trying to tease people into to getting Wenzel's stuff. But I am buying some sticker packs. Yeah. Uh, he posted a teaser of a froggy. It's a very thank cool you. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Col- and the link to
2: Wenzel's, uh shop ch- is in the description of today's episode. Oh, And you. it's been in the
0: description for a few weeks. Uh, follow me on Twitter, ColtD00. Uh, I am now throwing a giant monkey. Out your house. It's crashing through the window.
2: Bye-bye. Yep. Uh, Stay tuned, everybody. We have more stuff coming up from Colton Wenzel and we might have a couple of pack projects in the works too, so keep your eye out on the AY State's feed. We have plenty more stuff coming your way. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.